the biggest learning lesson was that I actually don't know how to direct. <laughs> I would say that what I learned the most is actually like, you know, it's not up to you. It's about like how, you know, like how you, it's about the crew, you know, like I never credit myself as like, oh, I'm the one who like do everything, you know, you could like right. think about that in your head, but like at the end of the day, like it's like a slice of pizza and like everything is like everyone's contributing to it, you know, so it's basically everyone project at the end of the day. My name is West Gibbons, and welcome back to the Tungsten Originals podcast. You just heard part of my conversation with Pong Tuliathan. We discussed his award-winning music videos, his process when working with an artist, and finding his voice as a Southeast Asian filmmaker. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Episode 72 of the Tungsten Originals podcast. Pong, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Hey, good. How are you, man? I'm doing well. I really appreciate you uh, coming on. This is exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited. I first like learned about your work through the Off the Block Film Expo, the second the second year, which uh, I hosted. Your fantastic music video, Sicily, played in that, and I was really obsessed with it. I've watched it like multiple times, um, and so I'm glad I you know, had that experience to be put onto your work. Um, but as I've learned more about you from your website and kind of just talking around, you, you have a huge body of work. Um, and it's all seems to be really, really good. So I'm excited to dive into that. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Um, so I'm excited to talk about like your music videos and short films and all the exciting mm-hmm. stuff you've, I mean, you've already made this year, but before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about your background and how you got into filmmaking. So I know from your, um, mm-hmm. from your website, you're from Bangkok and Thailand. So can you talk about growing up there and how you found filmmaking and wanted to pursue it as a career? So I, I went to my, uh, I went to school in Thailand until like middle school around like seventh grade. And that time I don't really know what I was doing at all. Like basically I was just like, don't really know. I'm just like going there, like learning English, stuff like that. And it's not even that, you know, good like education, you know, um, just mm-hmm. doing that. And then my parents decided to tell me one day, like, yo, like you're going to America. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, and that's like the turning point, like the transition, like transition between like, do I choose to stay with my friend? Which even like, I don't really have a choice, you know, but I look in, in the bottom of my heart, I want to stay with like, you know, my local friends and stuff like that. But turns out, you know, like while my friends are like having fun and stuff like that, you know, I'm doing like interview for like, like, you know, like high school application and stuff like that. And, you know, I got to sacrifice that time and that time I don't really like enjoy doing that. I just wish I like, you know, my parents doesn't just send me to America like that, you know, um, but it was fine. And then um, I, um, I got into the school and it's like I, I went to this private high school in New York and it's actually the only high school I got into because like there's, you know, the school has an English program and other school, they just reject me because of like, you know, like my test score, TOEFL, whatever that is. And then in middle, so, so when I was like a kid, like pretty much like I, you know, I grew up watching like, like pop music video, you know, like Justin Timberlake, Pitbull, all like those stuff. And because those are like famous on you, like, you know, like we have YouTube back then. So, you know, I just briefing, I was like, oh, this is kind of entertaining. I just like, you just watch it when I'm like on break and doing class or like while doing class, stuff like that, you know? You know, I was like um, 14 years, no, like, yeah, 14 years old in 2014, like I went to the school and then for the first time, I've been to like, like US like a couple of times, but um, that was like first time staying there. Like, you know, so I went there for like summer camp and then, you know, I have like house, like parents and stuff, so like you know, dumb parents, just me and a like a couple other kids who like, you know, like some other kids can't even speak English. Like I can like a little bit, um, but it was just pretty bad. <laughs> like you know, like communication wise. But you know, like the school did taught me how to like grow up and everything. And by the time I was like in, um, like I would say like junior, I just kind of know like oh like you know I saw my like roommates like making you know like short film, short documents. And I was like oh this is cool. And I start taking classes and stuff like that. And, you know, like, I just pick it up. Like, you know, I was like, oh, like, Sydney, yeah, I want to, like, go to, like, film school and stuff like that. And I did, like, my first shot, like, big shot film in Cine Project. Yeah. that's So whenever you were watching those, um, like, pop music videos and stuff like that, was there any part of you that 
at all was interested in the production of it or like i mean obviously people like music videos just because they're they're fun and you can do like interesting things with them but was there any part of you that was at all interested in like how they were made and maybe doing that yourself to be honest at that point i was so young and like i just like what made those songs so catchy because like it just like you know like it's how like our brain works like the more like catchy song the more simple it is like the more likely the people will listen to it so you know i don't really never think about like how you know they film stuff it just was just like i just mm-hmm. listen to the song but i just watching videos you know for fun right like to be honest if i look back at those like music videos they look kind of like bad <laughs> like there's not really right. like, production value you know it's just like one <laughs> right. right or one girl like sing to the camera you know like nothing yeah so whenever you're in your like uh your final classes in, in high school and stuff and you were talking about the making making things in the in those classes in school um you know a, a lot of people I've, I've interviewed a lot of people in the in you know there's a lot of like digital media classes in in high schools uh and people certainly dabble in it but when do you start taking it seriously as something to pursue professionally because that's a that's a pretty you know huge jump from from just a hobby to like going to film school and doing the stuff that you're doing now probably like like midway through my senior year because that's when you like, you know, you have to pick your senior project. And I picked to do film for like, you know, obviously a reason. But at, t- at that time, like after I completed, like I got like a lot of good reviews from like my like t-shirt and stuff like that. And it was always like, oh, very funny because, like, you know, it's like a short comedy. Um, and I just like, you know, use like my like, you know, like science t-shirt to be in it and stuff like that, you know. So like a lot of like humors were coming from like student reacting to the teacher on different side of, you know, things, which is why. And when, you know, it got into like, um, all American high school film film festival, which is like pretty big. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure our, our editor for the podcast, I'm pretty sure he's like been associated with that festival before Quinn, you can throw up on the screen if I'm right or wrong about that. But yeah, I think I've heard about that before. That's a great, that's a great program. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Like it's really, really great for like high school kids back then, and you know, I was like, I got in the festival, and I was like, oh, this is sick. And then like, um, based on the audience reaction, they were like, less, like you know, the film is less funnier because of obviously like, like what I just said. Um, and I was like, you know, I still like get a lot of respect from my class or like just grade lower and like teacher in general. So I was like, oh, I'm pretty good at filmmaking, until I come, <laughs> until I come to SCAD, I was like, well, I know nothing at all. Like, like not <laughs> right. like I don't know how it works. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that can, that can genuinely be like super intimidating to go to SCAD. And I mean, I, I knew people, of course, in my film 100 project that had never made anything, people who had made features before, which like blew my mind to, to already make a feature before you're at, at film school. Um, do you think like, how did that kind of change your perspective on, on filmmaking though like do you think that's when you really started figuring out like that you wanted to be a director and a producer really like to be honest until like freshman year winter quarter i don't know what like the like you know film roles is like you know like specific right. roles so i was like i'm just gonna be a filmmaker but i don't really know what you know and and at the same time like i don't like I usually don't like when people tell me what to do because <laughs> I've been like telling my, like people been telling me what to do my whole life, especially my parents, like just cause I'm the only child, you know? So like, Oh, do this, do that. Like, Oh, you can't do this too long. You know? So I was just like, you know, for the, at least from now on in my life, I just want to be able to like make my own decision and like see things on how I see things, you know? So, which is why that's one of the reasons I want to be a director. Cause you know, like, you know, I would able to like, I trust my vision, you know? And right. being director doesn't mean like you can't listening to other people, you know, you always have to take feedback and even though it, you don't like it or not, you still have to reconsider them and stuff like that. So, um, but I think yeah. that, yeah, I liked, I just, I always, like as a kid, I always like have like weird, like, you know, like a bunch of visions, just like, you know, sometimes even just listening to, listen to a song, um, since I grew up, I just see like visuals, you know? That's okay. So that's it. So even from a young age, you were kind of imagining music videos before you even knew how to make them. Yeah. Like I imagined a lot of stuff when I was a kid and I was like, well, like, I feel like, you know, I feel like throughout those years, like right now, um, film is actually helping me to like, let that, let those out, you know? Mm, right. 
it's kind of like Loki right. is like a therapy somehow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So at SCAD, like, was there a, is there a project that kind of stands out to you as like your first real project? Not that of course the things you made weren't real. I, I use real in a loose term cause I can't really think of a better word, but like, you know, you get to SCAD and now you have access to equipment and like other people to be your crew and you actually get to be the director and, and not be the DP and the editor and the producer and all that kind of stuff. So is there a, a project like that, that kind of stands out to you as a big moment? So I would say that um, the very first one is this music video. It's called um, got it, got it. And it was like the most personal piece because, you know, it was about like, you know, like also about like, uh, you know, the artist's personal story and also like, you know, like just like, you know, some part of it was my story too. Um, But that was probably like the first official project I I would would say that, you know, and that's probably like my turning point to do music video, you know, because I came into SCAD and, you know, I wasn't planning to do music. I, you know, I don't even know, like you know, like music video wise, you know, I don't really like, like, you know, think I would be doing that. I just imagined myself like making like short films and build my way up to like feature. Um, mm-hmm. But at that time, I don't even know what the word feature film is, you know? Right. <laughs> so, um, right. but you know, I just met my friend Darius and we just like, you know, I just like, I never like, to be honest, this, he's my first like African American friend, like official friend who you know i met and then i you know became obsessed with the culture and how like you know like his story and like stuff like that so um you know i started just shooting music video with him for fun and it just turns into this you know like bunch of music right. video now yeah right and yeah he's one of i mean i was again looking through your website and i mean he's the the sicily video as well right like you've worked with him a ton yeah so, we, I mean, I was looking at Gotta Gotta and, you know, we'll be showing, uh, if you're listening to the audio only version, you should go onto YouTube, check out the video and we're, we'll show some footage from this, from all your stuff. But, um, I mean, that as, as like a, as a turning point, it's, it's an incredible, like piece of work and it, it got into many festivals, including the Indie Memphis Film Festival, which is a, a festival near my hometown that I've been in, in, been in before. And that's such a great festival. Um, so like how how what would what do you think was the biggest thing that that taught you because to go from you know making a a, a short comedy with your science teacher <laughs> to making a a great music video that got into a lot of festivals with access to this equipment and things like how did that feel to make that transition i feel like the only like my main purpose being in college right now is to use like the connection to you know, do yeah. as much stuff as you can because out there when you go out, like it's all causing money, you know? Um, but the turning, like, you know, like that turning point, um, I just, you know, like I can see like music video in different ways because you can really tell like a very good short story in a music video rather than just have right. like an artist just like, you know, like seeing the, the words and just like, you know, singing to the song or whatever. Um, that's like so many varieties of like storytelling, you know? like commercial to like music video, like even like, you know, like you can make a documentary from like boring to not boring, just how you do is like based on how you approach it, you know? So what do you think was the biggest like learning lesson for making Got It Got It? Um, the biggest learning lesson was that I actually don't know how to direct. <laughs> um, <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you thing, gotta like, learn that at some point. So. <laughs> like, it's, um it's like i would say that what i learned the most is actually like you know it's not up to you it's about like how you know like how you it's about the crew you know like i never like credit myself as like oh i'm the one who like do everything you know you could like think about that in your head but like at the end of the day like it's like a slice of pizza and like everything is like everyone's contributing to it you know so it's basically everyone project at the end of the day I think one of the interesting things about music videos is your uh, working relationship with the artist, you know, because it's kind of like a director working with a writer, but you're basically having a musical artist and they're like, they're giving you so much control over like, this is what people are going to associate, you know, these, these songs with, like you said, whenever you were watching those pop music videos, like they weren't that great, but you watched them because the song was so good. That is a lot of power as a director of a music video. And I, I've made one music video. I made it for my brother. I'm actually in, (laughs) that's what all these instruments are. I'm at his house for the week, um, shooting something for him, but, uh, it was really fun to like, 
I know film stuff, obviously he knows music stuff and to combine our ideas and like, we would kind of, luckily we speak the same language because we're related, but, um, it was kind of interesting. I would have to like explain to him film terms and like what we're capable of doing in the editing room and stuff like that. So when you're working with these artists like Darius, how is that, that process, that creative process, like, is he super involved and he comes to you with like a specific idea and then you carry it out or do you come to him? Like, I know it can change project to project, but what's that like? Yeah. So usually, <coughs> um, usually <clears throat> when, when, you know, like, so most of the time, maybe I would say like half the time, I just usually just reach out to him first. Like, yo, like, you know, like this song is like amazing. Like I want to like, you know, work on the, you know, like we wish for it. Um, sometimes, you know, like he would be reaching out to me about like the song and stuff like that. And most of like, you know, all the time he would have like at least some specific things that he wanted to stay in. Uh, but I would okay. say like most of the time he's like one of the best um, artists to work with because he let me like, you know, do my job and come up with the creative process and everything. And then like, you know, explain to him like, why are we doing this? And then like, after right. like, I would say like, after like at least eight music video with him, um, at this point, he just like let me do the job, you know, <laughs> and but like my my recent work, um, I get happy music video. He was involving a lot in terms of like how he wants his visual to look like, and um, you know, like finding like reference and stuff like that, which help out a lot and stuff like that. Yeah, right, right. I'm glad you bring up that project because that was a, a music video that I definitely wanted to talk to you about. You were telling me before we started rolling that you shot um, the music video for I Get Happy When I Think of You on 16 millimeter, which is really interesting. I mean, I've, of course, heard there, there, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but there are people that scatter that shoot short films on, uh, on film, which in my mind is like more manageable because a short film, you have a script and you know that like, you, you know what you kind of need to get. Music videos, as you know, are so like ethereal and, and uh, experimental, uh, especially the way you do them. And you kind of just need to get a ton of footage so that you have room in editing to, uh, to just to, to get it all. So why did you decide to shoot it? I mean, it looks amazing, so <laughs> I'm glad you did, but why did you decide to shoot on 16 millimeter and what were some of those challenges? Because that would, that would certainly stress me out. <laughs> so my DP, Nate Cooper, like, I've been trying to work with him for like maybe like a year. Yeah, Ned's awesome. Yeah, he's very awesome. And every like, you know, every, every time he would just texting me like, hey, if you need a music video on film, let me know, you know? So I was like, okay, like I was still, you know, I've been like, this sounds like this, like, the song is very good. I really like it. And it could like, you know, the storytelling where it could like kill this. So I reached out to Ned like, hey, like, um, we don't have the budget yet, but we'll make it happen. Like, you know, we'll, we'll shoot on film for like, you know, for this project. And, um, turns out like we found like, you know, all, like investor and stuff to help like fund the project. And I feel like shooting in film, um, it's like, once you've done it like a couple of times, I feel like, you know, it's like film is what, you know, make digital, you know? So once you successfully done it, you know, I, I kind of like feel like I'm, you know, ready to move forward to like bigger right. stuff, you know, like my goal is to shoot in 35 eventually when there's, you know, big budget shoot, yeah. but you know, 16 is definitely like a good way to start. And, um, I would say it's very hectic, not, it wasn't that hectic, but, um, like the, you know, it's like when you send out the footage to the developing right. company, it's like you're sending your baby away, you know, like you not, you might not, see <laughs> yeah, them, exactly. you, know, you might not see them again. So I was like scared. I was just like keep checking like the tracking like all the time and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but the the most challenging on was on set. Um, one time like the camera like <coughs> like the the film in the cam. One time the film in the camera like got stuck in in you know, the camera body. So our oh, um, oh second AC um, has to like <clears throat> like fix and take it out for like a couple hours. So that was like the most stressful. Oh part, boy, I would say yeah. So. Whenever you're um, listening to these songs and you like think like, oh, the storytelling for this specifically can be really good or I can do this, like, do you immediately have an idea whenever you listen to a song or do you have to like listen to it multiple times and then the idea starts to form? What's that creative process like? Um, my motion bike in like music video brainstorming, um, <clears throat> usually I just listen to the song first. 
and like you know first thing come to my head like for example like sometimes i just see like um like you know like just like basically genres you know like how like oh like this right. is like, more like a serious song this is more of like you know like goofy and stuff like that so that's come first and then you just like seeing like you know the first couple of visual i see in my head then it's like should be like mostly the one that should be in the video um but most of the time i usually just listen a couple of times and like looking at like you know i have like a whole collection of like music video playlists on youtube or like like this is like you know what i consider to be like a good music video and i just go through them and see like you know which one is cool and which one is like you know like might fit the song you know sometimes i just like play the video and then play the song together so that i could see like you know if this if this is like the same beats of the you know music video and stuff like that but the end of the day most of the time just like the you know you always have to get the approval from the artist and sometimes right. um, sometimes rappers can be difficult <laughs> so have you ever have you ever pitched an idea and they're like no not really like they don't like it usually like none of them ever say like i don't like this at all you know they're just like either right. like, like tweak it but on recent project, like we, uh, I pitched this idea and he, like the artists love it. And, but you know, like the pitch wasn't not like, you know, like the pitching was too complicating and it's not gonna be able to fit the budget that they gave us. So, you know, we repitched them and then he's like, like, you know, like you said, it's like, nah, like, you know, cause like I said, like if you approach the artist wrong, um, what make him say like, no was because like, you know, like the song was planning to be like very serious, but we pitched like a goofy concept, which is the reason mm. why he's like, like, you know, like, I don't like it, you know, and stuff like that. And yeah, that can be a difficult, you know, like, and then there you can accept it because they're the client and, you know, like it's a song. Right. 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 And that, that's what, that's what is so interesting to me is that relationship because like, yeah, it's your, like, you're the director, you're creating the vision, and everything, but it's kind of their music video like people people are going to see that and they're not really necessarily going to think about the director they're going to think about the artist so that is interesting um you were just saying that you have like a list of all these music videos that you consider to be good so that brings up the question what makes a good music video so what makes good music video okay <laughs> um <laughs> i know that's a big nebulous question music video is like like you know feature commercial shots like you always want to make the audience not look away, you know? So like, it's like, like, a, it's like a, like a graph, you know, up and down. Um, you like at first, like first shot is supposed to be like, like up high and then like going down a tempo and then go up again, you know, but end up with something like crazy so that the audience still want to like stay on the music video and watch it. Um, and it's about storytelling, like, like every like, you know, industry, um, music video like they're you know like most high quality one you can see how much effort is putting in it you know um i could name you like a ton and stuff like that um yeah. one of the one, one of the like the top music video i would say is by frank ocean um nikes um one of the best storytelling it's like every time i you know do music video i hate like you know like you could for example like you could film your short film like, you know, it's just about, like, what possible in the budget, you know? Like, you always have to go above, yeah. like, your limits, you know? Like, you don't want to, like, make a short film, like, one location, two, like, two character dialogue, you know? You always want to, like, you know, like, go beyond your limits. And same with music, you yeah. know? Like, you don't want to film your artist singing to the camera without any story just because it looks cool and you like the location, you know? You always have to play with, like, the lighting, like, the production design, you know? Like, even, like, you know, sound like editing in music video, you know, making the audience feel like they're watching like a film than just, you know, like the music, you know? In that same, like that also brings out the question, if you, you know, hopefully one day you, you get handed unlimited money, <laughs> you get handed a huge budget, you can do whatever you want. In that fantasy, hopefully reality one day, is there a specific artist you'd like to work with or even a specific song that you wish you could make a video for with unlimited access yeah it's it's a tough question um i i have a couple art, like a lot of artists who i really want to work with um but those are like you know they're always signed to like big labels so if i ever get an opportunity to do that like i would do like um this r&b artist called six black um i would love to do a travis scott music video 
Um, but those just like, you know, like rappers and stuff. Also, like I'm really interested in doing um, electronic or house music because, you know, I want to like expose myself doing like multiple genre, genres because, um, you know, you could play around with like the creativity, you know, like, like for example, right now, like many EDM music, like house music, it just like, you know, there's like, like no, no story. And you could like, I feel like if I will give a chance to do that, like I could, um, you know, make something like unique and starting like a new, like, I don't know, movement in those type of music video, you know? I want to talk about Swim, which is a, a project that you just wrapped, like really, really recently, um, which is underwater. <laughs> you filmed a lot of it underwater. Tell me all about, I mean, I saw the BTS pictures on your Instagram and it looks really incredible. So tell me all about it and like what the, what the music video was about and all that kind of stuff. So I got the project um, during spring break, which is around like, I think February, March or something like that. It's been a, like a couple of months ago. But um, so I'm working with, so right now I'm working with this company called 95 Exchange and um, they are like, um, there's, you know, they're like New Yorkers from, you know, New York City. They're from Westchester. And um, so what's the funniest story is like one of the PA who used to be on my music video was one of the, you know, company founders. And, you know, he reached out to his friend and then somehow like a couple of months, like, you know, I would say like after six months, um, that's, you know, the company created it. And so far they're beginning, getting a lot of like music, like music artists and stuff like that. Um, like by reaching out to people using their own connection and stuff like that. And this shoot was with, um, the artist called um, Aaron Knight and he, you know, be in contact with them and, you know, since, because like. Uh, they were seeing me doing a lot of like music video in scat, so they reached out to me, um, and then decided like, hey, like we have this on the table, would you be that interested and stuff like that? And that time, like, that time was kind of like a weird time because it was also my transition from like not doing music video to short film, <laughs> and I'm like, damn, like this is you know it's pretty decent budget, would I want to like you know do that or not? You know, so. Um, I decided I would do it because of like the opportunity and like, you know, the cards I have right now on the table. So, um, I feel like, you know, like, like, you know, like it's, it takes so long to do a short film, you know? So like, yeah. sometimes like I'd rather just like, you know, I feel like my next like big short film is going to be my senior thesis, you know? And like, other than that, just going to be like commercial music video because like it's stuff that I could just, you know, like do three in a month like you know like in two months right. stuff like that and i rather like i rather have as much like quality content than like a couple of short films you know so i think that's a good way to build and you know like what can you make with short film you can't really make money you know yeah yeah not <laughs> not at all if you're a really passion project that you really want to do then like at the end of the day like you're wasting money to make you know film <laughs> while like you could right. wait in the future, you know, to do it. Yeah. So whenever the company reached out to you, did they have a concept or were they like, here's a song, let us know what you're thinking. Yeah. So usually, um, they usually let the direct in-house director, um, you know, come up with their own treatment and then usually just approve it. But most of the time they are like very good at like, you know, helping me, helping like, like, you know, creative, be able to come up with our concept, our own, and, you know, they're more of like a middleman between the artist and the pro, right. and, you know, the film crew, which is, you know, which is good. Cause like most of the time I don't have to deal with like artist manager and stuff like that, which I, you know, like I told them like, like, you know, Hey man, I just like let you know, I just want to be in charge of like the visuals only. I don't care about the other stuff. I just want to, you know, be able to like do my thing and make a, you know, high quality content for them. So, um, tell me about shooting it underwater <laughs> because that's, that's new. <laughs> what, when I got the call from them about the project and the song was featured on, uh, with Quavo, which is like a very big rapper. So I, yeah. I, I, you know, I text one of my friend Ben Butchery and, you know, he asked to co-direct with me and I was like, totally. Cause you know, he's one of like my close friends. So we co-direct together and then we got all the crews. And, um, yeah, so we shot with underwater housing on red helium camera. And also we have a B camera on the Komodo. 
um, and we ran out, you know, ran out of the pool um, in Savannah, and that was like the, the most difficult process because um, COVID and also the law pools here are owned by like, you know, like the, you know, like the state or whatever. So like, it's very hard to get through. So that's only like, you can only reach out to the private pool and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> but um, shooting wasn't crazy. Um, a lot of times doing set, um, you know, the camera, like water comes in to see you. So we have to take it, like, you know, the LDP have to take it out. And then one time he, LDP Rocco, he has to fix it for like, you know, probably three hours. So we lose a lot of like shooting time, but it's very difficult. So um, like, like shooting on films, like, you know, like I'm, I love to, you know, explore myself because I feel like college right now is just about exploring yourself and, you know, doing different things so much you can and, you know, work within the budget you have to make like the best product possible, you know? Right. I mean, that is exactly why, I mean, you know, this conversation about like, is film school worth it comes up and there's no answer for everybody. Like it obviously depends on people's personal careers and all that kind of stuff. But my favorite thing about it is that like, it's basically like, here's a sandbox, a huge safety net for four years to just make stuff. And if it fails and doesn't make any money, well, that's okay because you're in college and you're not really in the quote unquote real world yet. So I think that's, by far the best thing to do in SCAD. I mean, I wish I could go back and like make more stuff, you know? So, um, I think that's fantastic, but you were talking about how you were um, about to be done with music videos. So I know you, you have some, some big short films that you're making this year. Um, tell me about them. We just really love like fully love our film, short film called Joe, which, um, is, you know, written and direct by me, my, and my friend, Joe Sosby and my friend Jerome. Um, so we, we did this film um, around um, in the fall, like 2020, right? You know, the middle of pandemic, like when it's like become right. like a thing. <laughs> but, um, you know, we filmed it during, during COVID <clears throat> and it's a short comedy about, um, you know, a, a character who's addicted to his phone and how it first started was like, you know, like back then I was like, <clears throat> I was like just back home in Thailand during winter break and I thousand nineteen I would say I was like damn like I'm so addicted to my phone that like, I'm looking to like Instagram like so many times, you know, spent like six hours on my phone. I was like, why like you know, why hasn't anyone made like a short film about it, you know? And you know, that's how the idea came to be and I just started writing down and then um I know that my friend Joe always wanna do like um a short film, like, you know, doing his own short film, so I reached out to him and then I kinda like type like couple like you know rough script or whatever and i sent to him and then um he was just like acting a bit weird and then like a couple of months later he just like you know opened up and said yo the script is like trash let me write you know let me rewrite it and stuff like that and um joe is a he's a stand-up comedy and you know i met him because uh you know like we're neighbors in in freshman dorms and i actually like no like you know hear him like for the first time in a scat talent show he did a stand-up comedy and then we were like all laughing it was so funny and we were like well we should you know we should we should be friends with that guy you know and we you know the next morning we just became friends and you know we just you know like be all be all friendship from there um but yeah so we did that film <coughs> um <clears throat> we kind of like you know halfway through like um the writing sessions um, we just kind of like stuff and we kind of lost our motivation, you know, but, um, right when, um, before COVID hits, we finished the script and, um, you know, we thought it was be re it would be ready to, you know, like start the production and then in right. spring COVID hit. So we just like, oh, we'll stop. And that actually give us, it's actually good for us because that does give us more time to like rewrite the script and look it back again. And then Joe got his friend Jerome from Ohio. Um, they're like, you know, childhood friend growing up and, um, he also go to, um, film school in Kent and, you know, he got on the project and then started rewriting the whole script. So basically like the idea that I came up with was there, but like the whole script is all, you know, them. So, um, it was very funny. So like, you know, so I was, I was very happy that, you know, like I trust them to, you know, rework the art and stuff like that. 
how do you keep a singular vision when you have three people writing and also <laughs> directing? Because I, you know, I, but I'll sometimes hear about a project being directed by like multiple people and I kind of get wary of it because I've seen projects where there's multiple directors and like they just clash a lot because they don't have the same vision. Obviously that didn't happen with Joe, but how do you kind of make sure that the ship is going in the direction that, uh, you wanted you wanted it to, and that stays with the 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 original vision that you had. Very good question because you know, like, if you ask like anyone, like, why is that three directors? You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's that's the question. <laughs> the the main reason was that like I I don't really have any problem with that. At first, a little bit, I kind of you know, like usually, like I I used to have like trust issues, so like you know, it's kind of hard for me to like you know, trust you, like, and just any general stuff. Um, but I just realized that, like, you know, I think that one of the best lessons to tell yourself is, that, like, are, are you ready for it, you know? Sometimes, like, a little hand would, you know, build to, you know, it's good for you. So um, making the fact that that short film is, like, my first short film, like, out of, like in college, you know, making it, like, you know, like, I want to make it the best, so... And I trust Joe and Jerome to like, you know, in charge of the, like, you know, doing the thing. So like, basically on set, I was just watching the director monitor the whole time and just like, yo, know, like, you know, so we kind of divided by like, you know, Joe and Jerome are in charge of like, you know, the dialogue, how the different approach of the acting and I'm in charge of like, you know, the other film aspect when like, in terms of like, you know, the shot looks like this, like, you know, this is how I want and I, um, you know, production design to how I want the background, how picking the locations, um, like, you know, kind of like creating a set because like, you know, one of the scenes are like supposed to be like an interviewing room, like a studio, but we can't use the scatter studio. So like, you know, we have to make a set that looks like a studio and stuff like that, you know? So it's kind of like playing with like, like production design, like set dressing stuff. Um, like, in, like, you know, I'm a, I'm already like a, um, I'm very, I value color grading a lot. So that was like one of the mm -hmm. main things that I was in charge of. Um, I was like, so in, also like I was the, you know, the, the editor of the film too. And I, mm -hmm. the reason is that like, I could work closely with um, Joe and Jerome in terms of like, um, you know, execute the best vision for it. Cause um, you know, like, which means like, I can like, give like you know my personal time to dedicate to the film than other editors who just like you know like sometimes like you know like if you get an editor who doesn't never edit comedy or has but never work with right. us right. it'll be harder to work with them you know because they don't really like see the vision of it and right. you know right. be able to like i'm basically like the middleman between like premier poe and you know like george Jerome <laughs> because you know like they don't really right. know how to use the program so i'm like you know, yeah. just like basically like a robot <laughs> editing it. Right, right. So working on that project where you have um, two other like key collaborators that are taking your original idea and, and evolving it, does that make you want to then on your next short film, like be the only writer, be the only director and like not be the editor? <laughs> like obviously it's, it's working out, you know, but does it kind of make you want to go the other way and just solely be the director? Yeah. Yeah, so definitely my senior project, I'm just going to be like the only director. And, um, yeah. you know, in the writing process, I think it's always good to have multiple writers because um, I'm dyslexic and I don't speak the language, you know. So it's mm. good to have like one or two writers who understand language and knows how screenwriting works, stuff like that. And who knows film to be able to, you know, help you with that process of drafting a script. And, you know, but in, in the long run, like, as long as the, you know, the story is personal to you, um, like, you know how you want it to be, you know? Right. So in my research of your website and the work you've done and, and just kind of talking around, I've, I've heard your name a lot as someone at SCAD who's like really supportive of the film community. Obviously, if you're at SCAD, you probably, and in the film program, you probably already are, but like you've contributed to projects and, and working on them as like an executive producer, you rent out your own equipment and, and that kind of stuff. So what about this indie film community makes you want to be 
that positive impact and that level of support because that's a really positive thing. I don't know. I feel like there's a couple of people in film, um, you know, who just graduated or, you know, already, already did or still now that I, like, you know, I could see a lot of potential and like sometimes I just see like, you know, myself like trying to make it to that, you know, and I, you know, like if I have the resource that I could help people, you know, I would, which is why I think that I like doing those things because, you know, like, you know, we, we grew up differently and, by doing that, I think it's just like, you know, like you're just helping out, you know, like we all like, right. we all in this together, you know, like we all filmmakers trying to make a living. So, you know, at the end of the day, just like, you know, if they win, we, you know, I win, like those type of things. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's the sea rises. All, all, we all rise. So, um, that's awesome. I'm, that's really, it's really positive to hear. Um, we've talked about your incredible music video work, which you've done so many of, and of course, these upcoming short films that you're working on. So as you look forward, like, do you see yourself wanting to focus on music videos, like being a music video director or going in eventually into the feature world or maybe the, the TV world? Do you want to do both? Which like how kind of where's, where's your mind about that right now? Um, I would definitely want to do everything, to be honest. I want yeah, 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 to totally. keep doing what I'm, gonna do, I'm doing now if I have like, you know, the cards on the table, like music video wise, but I also want to do, um, a lot of commercials just to explore myself in, and, um, definitely, you know, like, I think my senior project would be like, my senior thesis will be a short film. And I think that would probably be my best work out of like ever. Um, and once I like, um, successfully done that, that I would definitely move myself into like a feature film which like, you know, I have already have a couple of ideas that I want to. And, um, you know, like my idea was to recreate like the nineties in Thailand. And then I have like specific story that I want to do. Um, but you know, that's obviously like comes in later and like eventually doing my own TV show, you know, but I would say a lot of my content will be like, you know, Asian related because of, you know, who I am and the culture I grew up from, you know? Um, cause I feel like, I feel like a lot of people are rushing to make movies and getting forced into making films that they is not themselves, you know? And I feel like fame is life. You know, once you grow up on a certain age, you see more perspective on different, you know, like things in the world. And that just gave me, give you more knowledge to make a better film. I'm so glad you were talking about, um, the idea of making something like nineties in Thailand sounds so, so cool. So I, I hope one day you can make that because that sounds amazing, but I'm glad you were talking about your background and making films inspired, inspired by that, because you know, that is a perspective that we don't get that often in like the, the films that are huge. Obviously people are making those films, but like in the huge films that uh, everybody knows about, you know, in America, and it's a perspective that we haven't had on the podcast. So I'm excited to dive into that. Um, how do you think growing up in Thailand and now living in America and going to film school in America and, and honing your craft here, how do you think that affects your philosophies on filmmaking and the kind of stories that you want to tell? Um, I would say that I'm a very like observant, like observant guy and I love people watching and, you know, sometimes like rather than just me, like ranting, like talking about stuff, I like to listen to people more. And I feel like growing up from Thailand, giving me like totally different culture and coming here, like, you know, I'm super observant on like, like, you know, on people here than, you know, like locals do, I think. And it's just about like, I don't know, I feel like it's just weird. It's just, you know, it's just life. You know, it's just like, sometimes you just like, you just see things, you know, differently, you know? And those things when you like, you know, when you look, when you look mm -hmm. at something and you were like, 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 you know, you hear a story or you like, you know, like, you're like, wow, like, that's amazing, you know, and, and I'm glad that that's like, you know, like film to make me able to like tell the story to everyone else, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, you had a, you, you posted on Instagram whenever Sicily got into the Atlanta Film Festival, which is like. A, a really big deal. That's a great festival and it's very well deserved because I love that music video. Um, 
you posted that like it's been a, a really great learning experience making that film and very rewarding as you know someone from thailand trying to like figure out their voice in america and as a filmmaker and as an artist and all that kind of stuff so you know kind of walk me through that um that journey of finding your voice and and how like i mean i feel like you uh you you now have like a really really good idea of what you want to do and, and the kind of stuff that you're able to make and you make really great stuff so just kind of walk me through that journey and how you've grown as an artist so like i'm i would say that that music video is like like another like turning point um from like right you know like i have been like trying to like you know from that project on i'm doing a couple of music video recently and I would say that like none of my project is the as favorite as that one, you know. So which means that I think that I can consider it as a good music video because you know if that's your your if your work cannot like top your past work, then that's when you know that like that's the turning point for you, you know. So um, that's kind of like my turning yeah. point for me to like start exploring different stuff, you know, like different types of things, like genre music video wise. And um, yeah, I I I didn't see myself like. Like I didn't, I don't, I didn't grow up with, you know, listen to rap songs or like hip hop back then, you know, I grew up like, you know, listen to pop, like, like same, you know, my country songs, stuff like that, you know? So be able to like, see that, like, like, you know, like I'm doing a rap music video now, you know, like just makes it different, you know? And I'm not saying that I want to do that, like any, you know, much to way too longer, you know, I just do it because. Um, it's only, you know, this only thing I could do, um, right now, like, you know, I don't want to do like, you know, cover music video. I just want to do like a, something that's official and, you know, like I could call it my own, you know? So I'm curious what advice you would have for other filmmakers who are trying to figure out their voice. I think that is something that, you know, I, a lot of my peers are in various different parts of their careers. I still have friends that are still at SCAD and don't really know what they want to do. And I have friends who are like at insane jobs, you know, at the peak of their career, but we are all always learning, you know, it's always evolving as you grow as a different person. I mean, I'm certainly a different filmmaker in person. I, I am now than a year ago, you know? And so I'm curious what advice you have to people who are figuring that out, but specifically people who are from you know, you know, another country and living in America, because I'm sure that that can be like a huge culture shock in a way. So based on your experience, what advice would you give? So going, answering the question of like, you know, coming from like, you know, being international, I feel like that's, you know, being international is already like a key, like, you know, like a more opportunity, you know, I think coming from different culture is giving you more, unique story very much so i think that's you know that's your answer right there is to you know embrace your culture and you know like you know tell the story in your own eyes um but for people who still like because i could i would say that like you know as much as it seems like i've been you know doing a lot of project like no um the end of the day i don't really like know exactly what i want you know most of the time i would know what i want um like every day i wake up and i kind of know what i want to do like today, I want to do in the future, but you know, like we, like like you said, we all like figuring it out, and you know, every day you learn stuff, like you know, and it's just about like the time, you know, like you could you could be the president of U.S. in like when you're like what 60, 70 years old, you know, it's just the time, and um, you know, there's really nothing you need to rush it, but at the end of the day, like you gotta do it now, or it won't happen. Um, stop like complaining stop like whining about you know like oh i want to do this i want to do that oh he's doing this like you know that's just like it's not gonna work you just gotta you know if you still want something you just do it and it's like the term like if you want it you gotta go get it you know like not no one's gonna get to you you know especially if you're like international you know like like if you don't you, if you haven't seen that like if you're not doing anything now like you won't have a job in this country you know you just have to make as much art as you can um you know pretty much that and sometimes you just gotta like the biggest thing is like you just need to know what you're good at you know what you're good what you're not and instead of like trying so hard to become something that you know you're not supposed to be or you know like 
trying to like trying new things basically like i didn't know that you know like i could you know i could become like a, a gaffer or a dp but i know that like you know like holding cameras or like technical stuff is not for me you know so i just have to like know what specifically you want to do and you could not know like you know tomorrow today next month but you'll figure out it soon you know so it's just all about figuring out life is about figuring out yeah definitely i mean i know i feel like feel like every single person i know is trying to figure it out right now so looking forward you know you're going to be graduating next year what is like the big goal the big north star that's like keeping you through that you're that you're shooting for so i i have a lot of high hopes for with the company i'm working for um i think that you know i would be able to do like at least 10 or 20 music videos before i graduated um in terms of like commercial wise too you know i wanna i could see myself doing a couple of commercials um but what i'm really looking forward to is the um the short film my synthesis and um because this like you know we're still in the pre-production um phase where we just like you know i'm bossing my ideas to myself and you know we move to move on to like meeting with a screenwriter and then start bossing our ideas and come with the script but one of my goal for the short like the 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 short film that i'm gonna make is um you know it's gonna be half in thailand so which is gonna be like you know, very cool to do and very unique. Um, and, you know, it really, it's like, a, I really like, it's, you know, like right now the idea is super rough, so I could not really like tell you what it is about, but it's like, you know, it's like a very personal <laughs> piece. So um, that's like one of like, one of the big yeah. factors that, you know, keep me going to my senior year. And, you know, the goal, like the goal is to get into like, obviously a big festival, um, but like, you know, like, I don't think I should be worried about that. Like now I just have to be worried about making like the best, yeah. best story possible. Man, I, I, I would love to have you back on when you're like in production or right after it production next year, because I think the fact that you're filming part of it in Thailand is going to be really, really cool. So I'd love to have you back on to talk about that because that sounds like it's going to be a great project. And I'm sure a lot of, a lot of cool stories are going to come from that. So yeah, it'll be a lot, lot of fun. Um, yeah, this has been so much fun. I'm glad I've gotten to the chance to actually like, you know, meet you and talk to you and learn about your work. Um, the fact that you've been able to create this body of work while not even graduating yet <laughs> is really, really impressive. So um, I, I love what you do and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And, uh, you know, I just look forward to seeing your thesis film and, and of course, all the stuff that you make after SCAD. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone who's listening, if you, if you don't know, we do video episodes of this uh, podcast now. So you can check that out on our YouTube channel. Links to that are in the description. And uh, links to Pong's website and all of his work are in the description as well. You should definitely check that out and learn more about him and what he's making. Um, Pong, thank you again for being here. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, everybody, the next episode comes out Mondays at 9 a.m. And we'll catch you in the next one. All right. Thanks. Thank you.